Hello and welcome to our latest edition of the Top 5 BTCP podcast. This week we have worked together to create our dream track. So buttons up, lights out and away we go. Hello and uh, welcome to the new episode. Uh, As you heard, we've been creating our own track. Now we've taken... A corner from each circuit we have 10 rounds the average is about 10 corners for a circuit in the British touring cars some have 8 some have 12 the longest being Snetterton which is nearly 3 miles uh, and the shortest being the Brands Hatch Indy circuit uh, so we've looked at all the rounds that we were meant to be going to and we've taken out probably what we think is the best corner from that that circuit we've also added a start line that we think is the best on the calendar and also a helpful long straight because we all love a bit of slipstreaming don't we absolutely and whilst you may think that's too much agreement going on and there's not going to be any arguments we have uh, both picked different configurations for the track we did have an argument yesterday about which uh, corners make it so you'll be able to hear whatever corners we potentially thought of for each track before deciding we had to go with ones that match to get the circuit right yeah well I think it's fair to say that um, there are a few disagreements but and, and one of those was where we started, really. The start-finish line. Yeah, we had two uh, possibilities in place for this one. We looked at both Brands Hatch and Knock Hill. Snetterton and Croft kind of features, but they were, they were put on back burners quite quickly. Um, we both looked at uh, Brands and Knock Hill in particular due to the changing elevations of the start and finish line. Yeah, so uh, we eventually plumped for Knock Hill because of how most of the grid has basically an uphill start apart from those maybe first two or four positions which are actually facing downhill um, some may say there's an advantage there and a disadvantage to the others but we think that the the camera shot you get having them come up rising over that crest in the middle of the straight is would be an excellent way to start a circuit absolutely uh, we might as well get the straight rig read on out of the equation as well, where straights aren't as exciting as polish, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, we considered potentially Silverstone. Yeah. There's a couple uh, of straights there. You've got the Wellington straight, and you've also got the long straight on the international circuit. Absolutely. We considered uh, the straight up to the hairpin at Alton, as well as a straight uh, into the first corner from Croft. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, we decided on in my opinion, the best straight on the calendar. And the uh, longest straight from Snetterton. The longest August. straight in the calendar, yeah. As you said, the Bentley straight at Snetterton. Um, there have been so many battles, either slipstreaming or side-by-side side down there, into the S's, or Brundle and Nelson, as it's now known, um, that we thought it would be a great opportunity for people to stretch their legs in, in their cars um, and get the best shot into the next corner. Absolutely, so those are the two straights dealt with. Um, without further ado, should we go on to our first corner? Yes, what, what have you got down as your first corner then? Uh, first corner for me it is uh, Brands from Brands and it's Paddock Hill Bend. In my opinion, the greatest first corner on the calendar. I do agree with you on that. Um, we both have Paddock Hill down as our choice for the Brands Hatch Indy circuit. Um, it's an awesome corner, there's so much that goes on there. 
and the way that the audience is in like a bowl you can see it from all angles um, and yeah. almost all angles you see it from you get a different perspective because of how it changes so quickly and how steep it is that's probably something that people don't see on the TVs is that it is a really steep drop away I think people underestimate how hard the corner is as well because it's quite a fast corner but yeah. the margin for error is so small so you drop a wheel on the dirt you are straight away off into the gravel and not coming back out yeah, we've seen a lot of great overtaking manoeuvres done there obviously Cavish from last year springs to mind but it's certainly a corner that throws up a lot of competition into the into it uh, and you get it wrong you're in a big big bit of trouble I was going to say it's a notable corner for having accidents coming out of it as well because if someone as you say has been pushed wide dropped it on the dirt then they're either going straight off into the wall or they're coming back across the circuit across the rest of the cars and we've seen some huge accidents from there going up into Druids. 17 car pile, I think, wasn't it, with Matt Jackson, Shedden and Neil? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it makes it uh, into our top corner for Brands Hatch uh, Indie Circuit uh, unanimously. Yeah, most certainly. Um, moving on to Brands GP Circuit, another car we both agreed on. Um, obviously, out the back of the circuit this time. And it's the Sheen Curve. Um, which is almost like a double right-hander uphill um, that comes towards the end of the lap. Um, and for me, it's a tricky corner because it's a blind apex, first of all. Yeah. In the wet, there's a puddle at the bottom of the hill that yep. you have to watch out for. But it's also a passing opportunity because um, if someone is cautious into there and slides down the inside or could even go all the way around the outside because the next corner is a left-hander, um, it's a great passing opportunity for people. It's also a fast corner, yeah. which uh, again it, it catches out those who aren't brave enough to take as a as a corner. You should be taking it as, as fast as you can, particularly as you go into a slow corner afterwards. Um, as you said, it's a good passing opportunity because you can catch people out there even napping or missing the apex or taking a peculiar line, um, and it is just that fast corner where you see it separates the brave mental the boys if you like you see who's brave through there takes the fast lines it, it, um, it's similar in paddock hill to in some respect that you can run wide and you can drop a wheel as well um i yes. remember oh, it was either in the clios or in the gts where someone dropped a wheel and went speared straight into the barrier on the other side of the track um it's a corner that can catch you out and it's certainly in the wet yeah yeah it's hard in the dry even harder in the wet um, yeah again one of those corners but it's a bit deceptive because it doesn't look that difficult when you play it on simulated games it's not that difficult but when you actually see it in real life and see the, the potential pitfalls you know, you've got to be brave you've got to get it right yeah certainly uh, moving on to another one that we agreed on now um, the fastest corner in the UK at the fastest track in the UK and that is Church at Thruxton uh, it kind of speaks for itself really the the amount of speed and the amount of commitment and the amount of trust you have to have in your tyre life going through that corner um, it's literally balls to the wall yeah it's not so bad in modern day um, the Dunlop have done a fantastic job in making oh, the yeah. tyres harder for that event but I mean it was always a corner that caused punctures you, know, yeah. you have to it's grip central you can't uh, come off the accelerator because cars will come past you uh, and you become a rolling roadblock in what is a effectively how fast they go through there? Under 40. Easily, yeah. Um, it, it's really crucial that you continue a good run through 
that corner because of the chicane at the end of the lap at Thruxton. Um, yeah. It, yeah, as you say, it, it's crucial to the, getting the whole lap right, really. Absolutely, that is sort of the slingshot to a good lap at Thruxton. And again, the exit is very easy to drop a wheel on and slow yourself down and take all your momentum out. Um, so it's another corner where you may think it's easy because it's not a, it's not a technical corner as such, it is a flat out speed corner, but the consequences of getting it wrong are massive. Yes. Um, it might not be the most glamorous corner on the track or the most overtaking corner on the track, but sheer speed and what the machines can do, there are something else going through there. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, the final one we actually agreed on was at Snetterton, um, yep. and it's a corner where we've seen, seen plenty of action over the years. It's an unusual shaped corner, really. Um, it's bomb hole, so it, bomb it hole. dips and turns right at the same time, uh, which is really unusual in all of the tracks I think we have on the calendar. I'm not sure we've got another corner like it. No, it's, it's kind of got its own peak and trough, its own uh, trench and its own mountain within the corner. Yeah. Um, and it's always one that you see action on. I mean, you go back to Plato and Neil through the bomb hole sideways. <laughs> sideways, uh, yeah. Session, you know, six, I think it was. Dust everywhere. Um, yeah, it, and it's, a, it's another passing place. You know, it's not the most obvious passing place to set it to, but if you're brave and you trust your car, you can get alongside someone there. If you, even if you don't pass there, you line yourself up nicely for the last few corners of the lap uh, to get a good run on the pitch straight as well. So it's a, another fast corner, but a, a slightly more technical than the other two, but again, a really glamorous corner on the circuit. Yeah, as you say, if you can get up the inside of there, pushing people round Corum, people don't want to be on the outside on the marbles around there because you're just going to lose so much speed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's the final corner that we agreed on. Um, yes. Yeah, we had six where we differed, so we, we've given and taken a bit on these next six. Um, what was your first one, mate? Uh, we'll, we'll go top of the list uh, in order to write them down. Uh, Donington Park, I vouched for, for the poverty S's. Yeah. Uh, just because, in my mind, uh, you've just had the long straight, the done, done long straight, and then you've got a break very, very suddenly, but it was a quick right left chicane. Yeah. Uh, normally with a massive foam barrier, which is normally taken out by. Lap four five, that's cool. Oh, four um, five, generous. Tires. Used to be tyres, but then that got far too dangerous to keep having tyres across the circuit every five minutes. Um, and it's one that always catches people out. The amount of times you see people have to straight line it. I remember Shedden and Turkington trying to take each other out and straight line it at the same time. Um, the, the race win, actually, uh, a few years ago. It's just, it's a very difficult corner, uh, a very exciting corner at that. Yeah, it's a corner that's reprofiled recently, um, made slightly longer the pit straight uh, because of how tight it was to get into the pit lane. Yeah. Um, but as you say, the same same issues are still there. It's still a very tight right-left uh, chicane. And as you say, the, the bollards or tyres or the foam barrier on the inside of the corner just gets obliterated in some cases. Um, and as you say, there have been many accidents there. Um, the corner that I was vouching for at Donington was Old, pe old Hairpin, uh, coming down out of the craners, the sharp right-hander at the bottom of the hill. As we saw last year with the accident with Jordan, it was a massive one. There have been countless accidents at Old Hairpin, um, and it's a really tricky corner to get right because of how much momentum you carry in from the craner curves. Um, yeah. But as, as you said, fog is is really tight and technical. And also, I don't think you can have old hair about the Corona curves because 
that's what makes that such a difficult corner. Yes. Yes, it's difficult in their own right. Yeah. Uh, the old hairpin, whilst not a doddle, is made so much harder by, as you said, the amount of momentum and speed you're carrying from the craners. So I think that looking on the corner in its own right, the S's was the correct winner from that. Um, so going on to one of mine that I won the battle on, uh, we're going up to Scotland, up to Knock Hill, um, yep. and we're going for the Black Circle Chicane, which is yes. tight. Well, it's almost a straight line for drivers now. Um, the way that they cut the curb on the left-hand side and right-hand side and put the cars up onto two wheels um, is a great spectacle within the racing calendar. Um, and it's also a corner that would be incredibly difficult in the wet because you don't want to touch the kerbs at Knock Hill in the wet and being in Scotland it's fairly wet it's lovely um, yeah it, it's, a, it's a very good uh, corner that the bollard gets obliterated by the first car through yep. uh, it's the most pointless bollard in Britain I think um, <laughs> it, it's just yeah, taken out completely but it's a surprisingly good passing place as well yes um, it's one of the more Obvious passing places on the circuit, other than the old hairpin or go for the final hairpin. Um, I did go for Duffer's Dip, but I think similar to Brainer Curves, it's the it's the series of corners before and after that made Duffer's Dip. Whereas I think Black Circle stands out on its own right with the changing elevations, the quick right left, uh, and then also as you say add the rain into the equation as well. It, mm. it just makes it a very difficult tricky corner. It's a miracle no one's rolled. As with the rest knock hill, it's a very tight circuit, and the gravel traps are right at the edge of the circuit, and there's not much river error. No, and they absolutely bounce over them, and I just, I just say, I can't believe we don't get more rolling uh, through there. Go on then, on to your next one, mate. Uh, I have gone for, we'll do Alton Park, this is what I want. Um, I went for the, again, difficult chicane of Islops. Uh, very tight at the end of a straight, so you're carrying speed going into it. Uh, then you've got a very sharp uh, right left right if you go through his locks. And you've just come out the most picturesque part of the circuit as well, so you, mm. you know, it's a very good overall corner. Uh, and it's, I think so far, what we've discussed is the most technical corner we've discussed so far. I would certainly think it's the tightest as well. Um, mm. And it, you carry a lot of momentum down into that corner coming off that, it's not like crests the highest point nearly in at Alton Park um, the corner I was looking to in there from Alton Park was Druids which is the double apex right hander um, which I think last year Matt Neal went straight on from uh, brake failure and so it's, it's a fast corner as I said um, it's also one of the key corners on the track because one of the best passing places at Alton Park is coming into that final corner so getting the momentum through Druids gives you a great opportunity in that final corner. But as you say, we've got plenty of quick corners on our final track list, and I think we need yeah. more of those technical sections. Yeah, to me, it's just a bit too similar to Church, a bit too similar to Sheen, um, yeah. and a couple of others coming up later. I would have gone for Old Hall Corner, uh, but they stopped you from running wide. Uh, they started making track limits thing, and that's kind of ruined that corner for me. Yeah. I think it leaps pretty good as well, to be fair, that sort of bouncy bit as you uh, come on to the start finish line. I know Blundell caused an accident there last year, uh, he sort of got some air and came back down a bit sharpish. Uh, oh, do you remember the MG rolling as well? Yeah, so I mean that was another possibility, but it's not really a corner as such as a jump, so yeah. it's difficult to put that in. So I think I think his lot is the best we, we have from there. Um, moving on to Silverstone National Circuit now. 
okay. one that has been a staple of the British touring car, car grid for quite a while now. Um, yep. And there aren't actually that many corners there. It's a dull circuit, I'm sorry. It is fairly it. dull, yes. But I think I the best the, the best one for me is Brooklyn's. Coming off that long straight into the left-hander, there are so many different lines going into there where you can either be defending, attacking, or just trying to get the best run through the corner and into um, the final complex at Hawthorns, I think. And uh, Luffield. Luffield, yes. And... Yeah, there are so many opportunities coming into there that I think is probably the best, for me, the best corner on the track. Um, what, what about you? Well, it's not my favourite circuit on the calendar, I have to say. It's, for me, it's quite a dull one. Well, it's not a great deal of overtaking because it's mainly just three big straights. Um, Cops Corner is probably the one I would have gone for just because of the speed. But again, it's, it's not as good as Kirch, it's not as good as Sheen, it's no. not as good as the bomb hole. Um, so and ev- just, everyone not- runs wide through it. I just didn't realise how untechnical the circuit was until I sort of properly sat down and looked at it. Yeah, I think possibly the the most technical section is that last section, and the coming into the maggots, first part of the maggots bit that comes back onto the Wellington Strait, it's just, it feels clumsy to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we've we've got Brooklyn's in there uh, from yep. Silston National. Uh, moving what on to your it? last one now. Uh, yeah, the last one I, I won, uh, it was at Croft. Yes. Uh, and I've gone for the hairpin. Uh, just the because, hairpin. A, I love because the uh, start finish line is so short, you get cars starting around the hairpin, I think that's fantastic. Yep. Uh, but also, it's a really, really tight hairpin. Yeah, it is. Hairpins are never particularly roomy, but that is so tight. The lines are so hard to get right because if you're racing a car through there, you're going to get turned around. It's as simple as that. It's so tight. We've seen so many last gasp attempts there and cars get turned around. It, for me, it's just such an exciting corner to watch. Yeah, we have got a couple Don't of... Name, we, we have got a couple of other hairpins on the calendar. Obviously, we've already mentioned the one at Knock Hill. But that is a fairly wide hairpin when you look at it. Um, and there's also the one in the infield at Snetterton that comes to mind, which isn't, again, that tight, but it is still a hairpin. Um, my, my corner's well, corner at Croft, uh, were the fast S's section coming into sunny in, sunny out. Um, Just because of that quick change of direction. It doesn't promote many overtaking opportunities, granted, um, but it is a great spectacle, especially where the camera sits. You see them change direction, and they always take the um, bollards and foam markers out there as well, don't they? They do. Uh, I think it was key we had a hairpin on the circuit. Yeah. Um, which I think well, we went for the hairpin in the end. Uh, yeah, provide- end was one I thought well, but I think you know, the hairpin is, it's because you've just come through the complex, it's quite a nice slow run, and then you've got to get speed coming up the long straight into Furbo. Yeah, and there there are plenty of um, nudges, shall we say, to, yes. to open the door in there and I, I think every touring car track probably needs that we know it's part of the touring cars even though it's sort of like an unwritten rule with that push to pass sort of thing but yeah having that hairpin in there gives great opportunity for more overtaking and it stops from being a complete power circuit as well because yeah otherwise every other corner on there is pretty quick on the whole yeah um, whereas that is sort of the really slow part of the circuit and it just that's why I said before, I think when we did our top five circuits, 
it really is quite a good mix of technical and speed, and that's one of the reasons it becomes quite a technical circuit as well. Okay, so the final one is from the circuit that we haven't been to, um, that was meant to be on the calendar this year, but obviously has been revised and been taken off, uh, and that is the Silverstone International Circuit. And for me, it's the Vale chicane that comes out onto the international pit straight. Um, it's a really tight and technical, but also an excellent place for overtaking opportunities. You carry quite a lot of momentum into the corner, um, but with the shape of the chicane, you almost don't want to be on the inside coming into it. You want to be on the outside so you get the inside on the way out, if that made sense. Yeah, it's a... It's an interesting corner, um, one of the more interesting corners at the International Circuit. I don't think that the International Circuit either. I think the GP Circuit is the only one worth doing in my opinion. Which is, the home of British yeah. racing, mate. I don't understand why they don't run the GP Circuit. I don't understand it. Because I think it's too long and also it may be an issue with the amount of spectators in one area. Well, why is that a problem? Brands you don't get to look at, uh, spectate at the second part of the circuit particularly uh, well. It can't be much longer than Stetson or Croft, the full circuit. And to me, I think both are quite dull, um, and I was fairly happy to concede. I had village down, but yeah. um, to be honest, it wasn't that arbitrary pick of a corner, so <laughs> I wasn't going to fight that one particularly. No, I, I like that it gives a run out onto the pit straight, and if you get a good run out of there, you've normally got a good chance into the first corner to um, slip a move up the inside. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we've come to. So we've got at Brands Hatch, we have Paddock Hill. Donington, we've got the Fogarty S's. Alton Park, we have Hislops. Thruxton, we have Church. Croft, we have uh, the Hairpin. Silverstone we have Bombhole, Silverstone National we have Brooklyn, Silverstone International we have Vale, at Knock Hill we have the Black Circle Chicane, at Brands GP Circuit we have the Sheen Curve, all knitted together with the start and finish line of Knock Hill and the Bentley Straight from Snetterton. Now, we've both had a go at drawing this, haven't we? We have, so you may have thought that's where the podcast ends. We've done the 10, that's five each, we're there. No. no. <laughs> we have both had a go at making our own track out of these corners. Uh, and because I'm a better hand drawer, that sounds better on the computer, we've actually ended up with two completely different configurations, which we'll run through our circuits, and then you have the joys of being able to see them on social media too. Yeah, so I took pictures of all the tracks that we have on the calendar, and then I just clipped out the corners that we wanted and I tried to fit them together as best as possible without any extra straights and after probably about nearly two hours of deliberation on this I finally managed to put them all together um, but not quite in the order that we had almost first agreed them to be in um, you've gone more for that in what we agreed to be yes. the right corners in the right areas and I've gone more yes. for a track that fits together without adding any extra bits. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're working with a computer and don't have the ability of a pen and a hand no. to change the direction uh, like I have. So we've got two very different tracks. And yeah. they're, they're quite interesting how differently they're built. So should we run through yours corner by corner first? Okay, so obviously start on Knock Hill and we go into the Black Circle Chicane at Knock Hill as the first corner. Um, and that leads into Paddock Hill Bend. So you're going up over and then drop straight back down. 
um, and you come into Vale. So you carry a nice amount of speed into Vale as you would on the normal Silverstone circuit. Yeah. Coming out there, um, carrying a little bit of momentum into the Fogarty S's. Um, so it's almost like a reverse of the two chicanes at Croft. Um, and then we go into a fast part of the circuit. We've got Omhol leading into Sheen Curve um, and then slowing it back down into Hislops. And then you come out of Hislops, gain speed through Church. Probably not as quick on this circuit as we see at Thruxton because there's not that much of a run to it. Um, but then you come down into the Brooklyn's left, uh, which is, is a tricky one, but it's one that you need to get right because it leads out onto my Bentley straight. And then the final corner is where all the overtaking will probably be done on this track, and that is the hairpin from Croft. And as at Croft, you've got to get a good exit out of that hairpin back onto the pit straight. Very good. That's a lap on board review. Uh, mine is a bit different insofar as I've got a fast part of the circuit to begin with and a more technical at the end. So, so we start on the uh, pit straight from Rock Hill, then it's down Paddock Hill Bend because I still think that's the greatest first corner. Yeah. I would put my neck out so I can't do any international tracks either a better first corner. Mm. It's certainly up there. Yeah, it could well be up there. Can't think of any better. Uh, so through there, and then we go into the black circle chicane. So we've already had one downhill, and then we have a few changes of elevations. Get those out of the way early. Yep. Have a nice fast corner into a more technical bit. Uh, after the black circle chicane, we're going to go through. Uh, oh, where's number three? Uh, can't read my handwriting. Through uh, <laughs> Sheen Curve for Brands Hatch. So we've had both brands out of the way early. Yeah. We then have a nice sort of run up to the cropped hairpin. Uh, so we've got a fairly long straight either side of this. So you're building up speed then the tight hairpin, and then back down the other side for a fair bit of speed before slowing down to go into corner number five, which is Vale from the Silverstone uh, International Circuit. Exiting Vale will be very important because we go on to the Bentley Straight, yep. which is then where I position Church, but maximum speed, because you're already <laughs> carrying a lot of the Bentley Straight. So then you've got a really fast part of the circuit before we slow down into the technical bit. So through Church, we go into Brooklands, yeah. Uh, out of Brooklyn's we go into Hislops, so we've got a kind of chicane part of the circuit. Out of left-right, uh, of right-left-right even, of Hislops, we go around the penultimate corner, which is corner nine. Uh, that corner is uh, the bomb hole, so speed through there, a few elevation changes as well, before exiting the bomb hole, mini straight, through the bomb DSs and back onto the start finish line. Yeah, it's, that is... That is the layout that we came up as, with as best fitting the corners that we had. Um, yeah. And as I said, mine is more fitting to what I could do with a computer. Um, so yeah, they've they've come out with very different designs. Um, mm. Different positives and negatives to both circuits. Um, yeah. But as, as we've said, we'll put them up on social media. You can tell us which you think is better or even come up with ones yourself, we'd love to see that. Um, and again, if you disagree with us on the best corners at the tracks that we've selected, um, we'd love to hear your opinions on that and see how they would fit into your tracks. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of corners out there, a lot of bits and pieces to the tracks out, out in the uh, calendar, so you're going to have your favourites. We'd love to see what tracks you can come up with. I mean, go for some without the corners on the circuit if you want to create your own from scratch. But yeah. 
it's always good to try and get these sort of fancy tracks up and running. Um, I wish there was some form of additional sports so you could make your own. That would be quite. Uh, <laughs> like, do you remember Tony Port you used to go make your own skate park? Yeah. You, know, so you could make your own circuit. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's interesting we've both got different designs. I've taken a few more liberties with adding in a, a few extra straights, etc., to make mine work. Yeah. Uh, but I think over, overall, I'm happy with both the tracks. I think they'd both be pretty good tracks to race at. I was going to say, I think the spectator points on mine would be pretty good as well, um, looking at how it how it loops round and stuff. Um, yeah. you, you get a big spectator section in that central part, and then you've obviously got pits and stuff that are fairly accessible on the outside. Um, Whereas, because my hairpin sort of comes back into the end for the circuit, it's almost, my, my selection was split into two parts, so you yeah. can have a good spectator bit, uh, the straight side or the hairpin side. Yeah. Well, tell us what you think. Um, we'd love to hear your your thoughts on it, your reviews. Uh, comment, subscribe, uh, tell everyone about this podcast because up to this evening we may be getting a little closer back to racing uh, with yep. the announcements that have been made and obviously with the progress in sporting announcements that have been made. Um, so it would be good to see us actually go racing again from the 1st of August as planned Um, but yeah we hope you're staying safe and staying well and we will see oh what are we doing next week mate oh almost went too early almost Uh, what are we doing next week I'll tell you what let's do top 5 champions we've done our top 5 British drivers some of those were championship winners Uh, some of them were so let's do our top 5 champions of the sport yeah, and they could be British, they could be Irish, they could be Scottish, they could be any nationality we like, but they yeah. have to have won a British Touring Car title. And as we've done a nearly made it makes sense to do those who went that one step further. Almost certainly. Lovely, well, I'll see you next week then. Okay, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more Touring Car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 